that is not <laughs> that is not how we, uh this is hobby horse today with us is lucy burningham hello hello awesome lucy um let me see let's start uh with you work at cozy cozy.co um and I've followed them. That's like X Flickr people trying to make a good landlord app or a better experience yes, for renters. Yes, um, both. Which I think is generally like a crappy thing in the world. And uh, I was really stoked when I first heard about it. But like, it yes. can only go up. It can only get better. So um, many people rent, right? This yeah, is something and it's the worst. Have done. Like it's the worst. <laughs> filling out. I mean, I remember renting in San Francisco, which was like a blood sport in 2000 during the boom, and it was like. We filled out 56 applications. Did you fax them? Did you like have to use pagers? What was we, going on? I think we had a s- mail hmm. yeah. or hand them to people. I just remember going to an open house, the one we really wanted, which we, uh, uh, whatever, spoiler alert, we got. <laughs> there were 50 people there and some guy I overheard saying like, you know, I could pay six months in advance, like oh. cash. And I was like, fuck. Like, so we wrote like, like a really home. sob story letter of like, <laughs> I worked at a little... <laughs> lonely nonprofit, and she was a but a poor college professor and we made no money and all, all we, we did was read yeah yeah and uh we got the place magically but that's been a good essay yeah so if like so yeah tell me about cozy co like what okay, is what's so the actual name and mission and all that stuff okay so it's cozy and it is for kind of the target audience has been independent landlords right people who own a couple of properties maybe they got into it by accident maybe they're kind of doing a financial future planning investment strategy that involves real estate anyway most of them don't really have a plan for being a super duper property manager they're just kind of trying to figure things out as they go and they're using all these like fragmented old school ways of doing things like please send me your rent check in the mail and have it arrive by the first um you know and then their tenants are like hey how about venmo and then Mm. that doesn't work for a reason you know so cozy is designed to solve some of these problems and let people apply online pay rent online um there's tenant screening online so was it like you apply once and you can you're qualified for any other landlord does that work yet there's um renter profiles you can fill out this profile that has recommendations from other landlords you know your income your whatever you want to people still do credit checks and stuff like that. yes that's one of the things can you do like one credit check check, background check you can buy them through cozy and send them to one landlord at this point what if you had like three places you wanted (laughs) you You could have to buy three yes yes make it up in volume yes um Wait, it's wait, like you streamlining. Said you said it's for small owners. What if you own like four buildings? Is there software for some that? Some people, yeah, there's software for that. And I wouldn't even really consider them a competitor to Cozy. But there are larger property managers and landlords who use Cozy. It just depends on kind of what they want in their, their tool. Do they want like crazy financial statements that are integrated? Or do they just want something that's kind of streamlined, which is what Cozy is? So it is. It, uh, does it use like Stripe or Square for the back end? Stripe, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it like texts you and things. I would assume. No texting yet. What? I know. Have I you ever know. heard of Twilio? It's I like, know. I know. Like in twenty um, minutes, I could have emails. Emails. Like are the lovely. 29th of the we, month, we I assume like there's an automatic. We'll cut Just all this. Check your email. <laughs> Matt, don't you have? There's email? no texting. I know. <sighs> Twilio <laughs> it costs a penny to send a text. It's so great. Like you should get a text like on the 29th saying, yo, I like, know, remember or like in two press days. here or your payment's about to go through. 
Yeah, or or yeah, we're gonna pull you know yeah, whatever twelve we're hours. Yeah, da, 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 one day amount. you got one day to make the money. <laughs> Get that money in your bank account, <laughs> yo. Right. Get your shit correct. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's like old Flickr people, right? Yes. So they know what like a good experience is. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think Cozy's a great experience. What was um, Gino was the CEO and founder, right? Gino's the CEO and founder. Um, we're gonna go with Cozy. Um, it's better. It's better. Will it's, there be like uh, will it be like a better Craigslist someday? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, people still use Craigslist a lot, right? But I but think what if you went to Cozy and it was like every place that's up for rent in Portland, right? Cozy's not there yet. We don't have searchable listings. So landlords can create listings and share them with a link with people. Mm. So it's still kind of this oh, like, so private like contained universe. Craigslist. Um, Craigslist won't let us post any cozy links on it. So can people that's post bummer. their own link that's cozy? No. What? Craigslist. They will just not. blocked. They blocked all. <laughs> they usually block people for a good reason. What did you do at the start? <laughs> me? I did nothing. I'm sure they love me, but I don't. I yeah, I don't know. They hate property managers they... and slumlords <laughs> and things like that, but they hate real estate companies. Like somehow, Cozy's in that realm. How are you I banned? You can't just. It can't be like a short. Oh, you can use like short URLs, like yeah, tiny URLs slash will, my place. That will only last for like a week. I know, and then they're going to be onto expand. it, you know? Wow. So I know, Craigslist. So what do people, friends. how do people advertise? How do they, yeah, how do they, so how do they advertise their links? They put on other social media, their uh, website, you know, they email oh, like it Facebook, to people, text it. Yeah, Facebook, You Twitter. can probably make a Facebook marketplace post with the yeah, cozy link. Yeah. Which is the Craigslist ripoff killer yeah. thing. You know, there are other listing sites, too, and we syndicate to two sites. I can't believe you're banned from Craigslist. What the fuck? I know. It's not right. Like, if Craig knew. I think Craig knows. I think He's we like communicated cool with Craig. He's like old, cool, people, like, on, are not Craig. the people to come down on. Will ah, you talk to him for us, shocking. Matt? Please? We used to do, like... um conferences together about community and stuff We'd and he seemed cool week. he wasn't like he's i hate fine. Cozy. he's good <laughs> <laughs> sorry something happened i feel like there's a story i don't know well i mean you could you could seem like an odd i mean maybe if you did the engineer make like a posting cannon on day one like let's just let's just put them all on like all 800 listings at once and craigslist there probably was like, weren't even that many i mean yeah you know you probably I, seem like a ddos attack to like craigslist how would you that's so know, weird they want to shut down the people with like you know hundreds of units versus this is persons right. people with one unit like here's my and this is the last the last 30 years of like financial advice is always like you know have a second place and pay it off and then that's right. your passive income is the only right. way to feel like a rich guy right um I, I can't handle passive, it. I don't know, but yeah, I know. You know, do you guys do it the? Depends, uh, it depends on how you work it. How do you guys work the like maintenance stuff into it? You people can make maintenance requests in Cozy, so but not over text. <laughs> but not over text. <laughs> true. This is a true statement. So you have to call someone like <laughs> like we lost a war. Just send up a flare. Uh-huh. No, the maintenance request feature is really cool. You can t- upload videos and photos. You know, like oh, here's my have, leaky, messy. Does the renter have an app, like a cozy app? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matt's. We got work to do. You guys have been around since 2013. Uh, what have you been doing over there, Gino? Um, just hanging out. So there's just a landlord app. <laughs> there's just a landlord app, right? <laughs> I swear I'm not trashing you. <laughs> I know. I'm supportive. <laughs> so there's a landlord app then how do you request you just literally have to request it by hand you have to do emails or you have to log into the site 
What site? Cozy. Cozy. Oh, mm-hmm. so there's no app, but there's a website. Correct. Is that how you pay your Which bill? Which people don't love. Right. You know, where's the app? Does it work? Well, if it's a good mobile site. You add it to your home screen. You yeah. just have Cozy right yeah. there. Just right. log right in. So the browser, easy. So I mean, fun. An app would just be web views anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We do have work to do, Matt. You were a freelance writer for like 15 years before Cozy, right? I was, yeah. Oh, right. We never even said what your job is at Cozy. What oh, is your job? I'm the editorial director. Yay. So writer, editor, content marketing. And how many people are you managing? Zero. <laughs> Myself, which is plenty. I'm kidding. Oh, Matt. Who writes um, all the blog posts about like being a better renter or a landlord? Ooh, I share those duties. I hire freelancers. Um we have a, a fabulous person called Lucas, Lucas Hall. He's the chief landlordologist at Cozy. He's kind of our, like, has been in the trenches for a long time. So he writes um, a lot of stuff for a site called Landlordology, huh. which has lots of advice and tips for so landlords. So like a landlord blog? Yeah, it's a landlord blog. Huh. Yeah, Cozy acquired his blog. Oh, snap. Maybe four years ago. Nice. Yeah, and it's been kind of a content marketing tool. It's really great. <laughs> Um, wow, he was ripe for acquisition, probably being the only The blog. only, right? Yep. <laughs> that works. Uh, um, and then you wrote freelance before that, right? Yeah, I'm a former journalist. Um, I got a master's degree in nonfiction writing. Holy crap. I know, that was crazy. What year did you get it? Let's see. That's why I moved to Portland, actually. It I just want to know the state of the journalism <laughs> industry. In the, <laughs> like, oh, man, thinking? you started with a two. <laughs> Holy fuck. I know, I know. <laughs> 2005 oh my god yeah total irresponsible wow. like I if you said five years before i'd be like oh maybe, maybe you didn't know you didn't see the train like we're headed for the <laughs> journalism oh. hey it wasn't a degree in journalism oh okay non-fiction it was writing. non-fiction writing there's a broader so world like hunter s thompson yeah you stuff. know pretty much i'm just on acid drinking beer in my last plug <laughs> oh yeah let's talk about oh yeah so uh we'll talk about the other thing so um okay. you wrote my beer year i did not do acid in this book by the way <laughs> just for the record so i guess portland probably figures into this big but you wrote a whole yes. book about beer my beer year yes. what's why is it yes. saying year did you it drink beer was, for a year well yes i've been drinking beer for many more years but um i decided to study for this high level test called the cicerone exam which is sort of like a sommelier a master sommelier program for beer so um do i they test here or do you have to like go to germany do. or something no i wish i did go to germany anyway but yeah. the test was here they offer tests in different cities you sign up you get there um, so I decided to take a year and really, really focus on my beer studies. So that's what this like book is about. Is there like reference beers? What do you mean reference beers? Like how do you test, how do you test variable people on the same task? Is there just like 12 beers they'll always give you that are so weird flavors? there were two parts of this test. There's a written part and then a tasting part. So the written part is like an essay about, you know, the evolution of wheat beers in Germany, for example. Do they give you a subject or you just had to come up with it? Yeah, no, they give you subjects. Um, It was a really hard test. Sounds like a... I studied for a year and took the test and wasn't sure if I passed. It has a 40% pass rate, which is lower than most bar exams. Uh Uh-huh, bar exam. Um, Uh, Sorry, I had to bring that. (laughs) So, uh, So in the tasting part, Yes. Is it always the same beers with everybody that takes the test? Do you cheat by drinking them beforehand? No, everybody has the same beers. And there's one part of this test where you have to identify the beer style. So they give you 
a beer. I mean, I think yes, right. I mean, they give styles you a beer too. aren't that hard. Styles. I mean, some of them are close. A stout you know? versus a half Things of ice. Things get crazy where you're like, is it a Northwest Pale Ale or an IPA? You know, there are, there are styles where you're like that close. Right. Um, but then it really, this test really tests you on off flavors because as a server of beer, you should oh, right. be able to identify if a beer is off, if it's wrong, if it's bad, and know why. You know, is it because the draft lines are dirty, which unfortunately happens a lot and it's disgusting. What does it taste like? Uh, usually there's some sour flavors in there, maybe like a little mustiness. How do you know what the right flavor is for a beer? <laughs> if That's it's not what right. I spent a year doing is drinking all the beer to figure out what's all right. Of them. Yeah, just all, all of right. the beer. Um, what year was the year that you what year beered was the out? Year? It was 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were you writing it as you were doing it? I was. Like a journalist? So I had been writing about beer as a journalist for a long time, since mm-hmm. 2007. And I was writing about a lot of things. You know, I worked for Lonely Planet Guidebooks. Cool. I wrote about food, all sorts of things. But beer was truly my favorite thing to write about. So I kept just, you know, pitching stories and doing more and more beer stuff. And then I had this idea to take the test. And it was just daunting. I could not commit to studying for this test. Like who, how many people like in Portland have probably taken it? Like every beer master guy? You know, so there are now four levels of this test. The mm-hmm. one I passed is the second level. And when I took it, I think there were 1,200 people around the country who were certified at my level. Mm-hmm. The master level, there are something like 10 or 12 around Holy the world. Crap. So that's not me. 10 or 12 I am not a master. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's the crazy stuff. Um, but this still felt pretty crazy. Yeah. How much does it cost? Does it cost a lot? How much does it cost? Is it thousands? Not thousands. I want to say hundreds. And like, is it um, some Saturday in a high school gym or something? <laughs> that would have been fun. Like a high school you dance. You pull up and there's all these 15-year-olds. There's like kegs. and um, No, it was, the test was proctored at a local beer distributor. So like a conference room. You know, we had to sit far apart from each other. It was oh, very right. official. Cheat. It was like a cold Did you have to room. Write your and everyone was stressing. Yes, and it's timed. Uh, yeah, I would say it was like three hours, maybe. Yeah, start it was. Yeah. Did it include <laughs> the tasting too, or just the writing I think part? It was either three or four hours start to finish, wow. which included both parts. Um, Who judges? Who's who's like the overseer of all beer? <laughs> There are people who proctored the test to, you know, taste the beers beforehand and make notes. And the beers are actually doctored, some of them, with off flavors. So you get a beer and your job is to say, what's wrong with it? Why is it wrong? Um, And so I did a lot of studying to just kind of get to know these disgusting flavors. You know, I went to classes like, here, drink these disgusting beers, memorize it on your palate because you're going to encounter these flavors out in the world. Do they do that with sommeliers and wine, do you think? You know, I don't know if wine like, follows that same pattern. I feel like Maybe. only one restaurant in my entire life said, like, oh, I shit. I think this is vinegar. Like, this is bad. <laughs> but, like, it's always us complaining, like, fuck, this is almost vinegar. Like, right. And no, you try it like, and, like, oh, shit. Yeah, this there's is. There's more subtlety to it, right? I've yeah. hung out with wine writers where they're like, ooh, this is off. And to me, it seems fine. And so it's just, like, this and next level of, you know. <laughs> Oh, it tastes like crap to me. So I can never tell when it's bad or good. I it's just went all out. bad. That's so easy. I just for went you. out to the other night, and like my wife said, her rose was like, "Ugh, this tastes like vinegar. This is like something I'd cook with." And I'm like, "Yeah, it you're just like yeah, the same just as like mine. every yeah. other glass of yeah. wine I've ever had." Yeah, so I should admit that um, 
I really don't like alcohol. I think I'm a super taster for bitterness. So mm-hmm. bitter things just blow me away. Um, I cannot stand. Uh, Which is beer. Beer. A lot of beers have a bitter. Yeah, but a bitter. I felt like in Europe. Europe, I could have a really smooth beer that had zero like bitterness at mm-hmm. all. Um, a friend came back from Dublin with like all this Guinness beer. It tasted completely foreign to our Guinness mm. beer. Did you like it or no? It was fantastic. It was smooth yeah. as hell. It was mellow. Like it didn't have a. It had zero bitterness. I should and, like, you a stout. It, oh, with oh. no bitterness though. Um, and I then I'd be like, why doesn't Guinness sell this in America? <laughs> and then she was like, oh, Belgium's the only place that has like low hop stuff, and like that's what oh. you'd like. Uh-huh. And while I was in Belgium, I don't think did I have any decent beer. Oh yeah, I've had Belgian at one point beers up your I was alley. in Cokeside, so I was like twenty miles from that one trappist abbey that has the greatest beer on earth or something but it's like impossible uh-huh. to get there yeah um but i thought i should just drive by and drink it, it was, i think it's like 500 dollars a bottle or something nuts um because they do it in low quantities yes but so uh you actually brought yes. beers today. i brought some beers did you go for low bitterness because i warned you yes i did i have a hefeweizen from oh, germany yeah. sweet it's summer that's perfect. yes i thought i know that. beer culture i just don't a Kolsch enjoy it made here in portland okay. is it really it's made in portland in north portland occidental brewery is it always they been make here? only is it german like fake yeah european? they make only german style beers this is like a hagen situation where i assumed <laughs> it was actually european yeah it has a good label right it's got dots this over is things. a freem oud creek which is um has cherries in it and it's barrel aged and it's going to be a little tart and fruity it's made in hood river and i haven't tried this yet it's one of their seasonal beers but i'm really excited to try it oh and we got a lot of beers here we have like sour beers we have fruity beer festival like andy bale loves the fruity beers festival there's so many sour festivals. beers. Do you it's like insane. sour beers? I love sour I beers. Like this hops. one is just talking to me. It's already Sweet. just like hello, Lucy. Yes. I had, <laughs> I had a, I had a fresh hops beer where a brewery was like, we oh, just yeah. finished them, and it tasted great. Those are it, so. Special. It hadn't gotten. Those are so. It special. hadn't gotten bitter yet. They said like in a week or two it'd suck. Like I wouldn't like they it. They only come out in the fall because okay. what fresh hop means is they harvest the hops from the vine and instead of drying them or pelletizing them as most hops, you know become they take these wet hops and put them right in the beer so they add this different characteristic to the beer and um, hops are very volatile so if you don't process them right away they start to go bad so they're kind of this thing where you have to like drive to the farm put them in the beer within 24 hours make it all happen and then serve the beer within a month before it goes bad okay like a month or two so september october prime season and you can really only get these beers locally you know because we live near hop farms lucky us so wait you did get to go to europe for beer i did so as part of my studies right October. right it just i need i still haven't been was it Oktoberfest? it was an Oktoberfest. i went to belgium and then i crossed the border into germany and went to cologne where they make kolsch which i think we should just drink this while i'm going to tell you about kolsch so in the town so it is really german beer this but this just german style so made in portland but german style okay um so in the town of cologne which is Köln, in germany they make one beer style one mm-hmm. and it's kolsch like you go to any brewery and that's what you get they're like hello would you like name. kolsch kolsch or kolsch i've never been to a city that had a singular beer style mm-hmm. and like their service is very prescribed you know like it's always men wearing blue aprons they use these glass called glasses called stangen glasses they're short and <laughs> you if you don't want them to refill your glass you put a coaster on top uh. otherwise they're just going to keep bringing you beer i mean it's a very strange yes very strange system 
So okay. Occidental. So this is very clear. So you want to look at the beer, yeah, right? It's yellow. Look at the bubbles. Look at the head. It has a little bit. It's a German ale. Oh God. Oh, it's really it's gonna yeah, so bitter for the in the matte spectrum. That tastes like a Budweiser to me, which is like the worst thing <laughs> oh. basically on earth. I mean it's a little fancy. Sorry, brews at sorry. Occidental yeah. if you if you're listening. It tastes a I little lighter than a regular Budweiser, but that's reminds me it of it. It is light. Ooh. So Kolsch, a lot of people don't like Kolsch because it's kind of like people think it's watery. I think it's really refreshing this and light seem and watery. Like, it seems like has too like much a crisp, flavor. Crispness. Yeah, it's crisp. It's pretty bitter on the Kolsch spectrum so what off flavor did you add to this (laughs) (laughs) the budweiser off flavor (laughs) did you get good at one of the off flavors like what was your killer okay so the one that haunts me to this day it's called diacetyl and it tastes like butter and it's very common and that's bad it's bad and I don't know. Would that be what good for you? What causes it? Butter? I don't know. Butter is great. Butter? <laughs> butter makes everything taste better. <laughs> so we just need to get you a buttery diacetyl beer. <laughs> oh, butter beer. I guess be I'm, good. I'm, I'm from the Harry Potter universe, I guess. Um, diacetyl, I'm trying to remember. There's some part diacetyl. of the brewing pot. Like, it's where the brewers that? don't let the beer rest for long enough. They're cranking things out. Um, and so I've an entire I've batch judged, will be fucked up. Yeah. I've judged beer stuff. competitions where brewers are sending the best beers diacetyl and everyone is like ah how could this happen i mean it's it's not good oh yeah once you're a card carrying you get to be a judge yeah i get to be a judge it's really fun do you have like a free beer card for (laughs) for for life yeah no but if someone wants to send uh, me one of those that would be great right (laughs) neapolitan pizza like if you're one of those lucky dudes and those guys don't pay for pizza for the rest of their lives yeah i mean some breweries do send me free beer and that's really nice thank you breweries but mostly i just buy and enjoy beer and so why can't we do this in uh, plastic cups plastic imparts a little bit of a flavor you know Mm -hmm. you want the glass it's like a clean way to really experience the beer and can i tell you that pint glasses are the worst thing to serve beer in seriously the worst why the worst because there's not a space for the head or yeah exactly you pour it in it kind of kills the head you're not going to have this full experience of like beer (laughs) like what would be the optimal (laughs) yeah you just lap it like a cat (laughs) swim in it a punch bowl of beer well, what would some, be a better design for 16 ounces? Some glasses have a little bit of a curve. There's oh, all the sorts of, kind. there's the snifters, there are, you know, Hefeweizen and glasses that are really tall. Okay. So depending on the beer, the actual kind of beer you're pouring, there's a glass that's perfect for it. Okay. And it's never this one. Well, what, does anything go wider? I mean, the British pub ones. I love drinking out of wine glasses, like pouring beer into wine glasses. You can swirl it, get your nose in there. I mean, you got to get your nose in there. You got to be like a genuine beer snob about it. (sighs) I know. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Let's try try the Hefeweizen. This might be. be... You're very kind to drink this beer because I know that. Hefeweizen is like a light summer beer. It's usually pretty good. Ooh, that color is kind of nice. It's kind of dark. It's kind of like a peachy color almost. It looks very carbonated, right? Look Mm -hmm. at the head. Good head. Are are these at the right temperature? It's a little warm. Yeah, it's feeling a little warm. It's like 100 degrees in here. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is good. This is so, Mm. this is close to water. You like this? Yeah. I want you to go on the like beer geek websites and write some reviews. You're like, I love it. It's close tastes, to water. Tastes it tastes like, like seltzer water. to me. No, this is this is refreshing as hell. So this and tastes like bananas to me. Degree. 
Are you tasting some banana? Yeah, there is a weird aftertaste. And that comes from the yeast. That's not pleasant. Oh, right. I know it. Yeah, I know the yeast. I just read it. Wait, I thought you liked this. Yeah, but oh, it's... Hmm. (laughs) Well, there's a thing you do in high school chemistry. I think we should start a beer podcast. I hate beer and you like it. It's good cop, bad. Good beer, bad beer. Um... (laughs) Yeah, it's oh, there's like an after. T- I hate fake banana flavors because I do of too. Like high school chemistry, you you learn you learn about esters and compounds, organic compounds, and yes. you make any kid can esters. make fake ass banana flavor, and then you're just ruined. Really? Yeah, if, once you like smell it, runts. intense. I mean, I think of yeah. runts, yep. which is they're those are disgusting. You can make those like any high school kid can make that perfect fake ass banana flavor, and then I um, never had that experience. It, it's gross. So there's, I mean, it's in the back end. It's like a aftertaste. So Hefeweizen, traditional German ones, usually have a little bit of banana, a little bit of clove, sometimes some bubble gum. What if they let their yeast go longer? Wouldn't it go away? <laughs> they don't want it to go away. It's delicious and interesting. And I love the mouthfeel this st- year. Like, yeah, it's, it's like seltzery. Mm-hmm. Ah, once you said banana, it ruined it for me. Oh, I take <laughs> it like back. There's like a weird banana smell. There's a banana. And yeah. aftertaste. Fruity esters. I can't believe you made banana. Yeah. Yeah, you, like every kid in high school and college has to do this. I was a chemist, so I had to do these things. Do you, do you taste the banana? Yeah. yeah. It's weird, huh? <laughs> if I didn't say it, it probably wouldn't ruin Let's try the cherry. <laughs> I'm going to not Ooh, say anything. Ooh, what's this fancy cork thing? <laughs> yeah, so some beers are sealed with corks instead of... Oh, what's your Standard. what's your um policy? What's your position on growlers? <laughs> growlers, they're great. Uh, I don't fill mine often enough because when I do, I usually end up with a lot of beer in my fridge. Right. So I thought that was you the know? point. This is why I'm I'm going to go on an angry rant about. Yeah, growlers. let's hear it. That every, they just became really Ooh. hip a couple years ago, and they're yes. everywhere, and people are giving them away. Yeah. Every bar was like, "Oh, come fill your growler for ten bucks or something." And then I like look at it and I ask a friend, oh, so is, is this like having fresh tap beer for like a month? He's like, no, like you mm. got to drink it in like 48 hours. Yeah, it and goes I was like, flat. And I was like, and how much beer is it? He's like, oh, you know, it's like two or three six packs or something, you know, on a big growler. I'm like, yeah, this is just hipster alcoholism. <laughs> like, yes. like having to pound this. This is an amazing look color. Look at this color. Look Holy at crap. It. It's like pinkish magenta. I'm embarrassed I'm serving this in this glass. Whoa. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> But it's, we'll it's just got pretend plenty of it's room. Beautiful... Look how pretty that is. Smells kind of cherry y. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. my God. <laughs> that is like really sour, fruity beer. <laughs> that, you could have told me that was like a, uh, I don't know, like a raspberry cider, and I would have believed you. Like, that's how it far is cider like, isn't it? That's yeah, super cidery. So sure it's aged in French oak. What kind of beer calls itself? I know. I know. This is crazy stuff. This is this insane. Is a Belgian style. Mm. It's so sour. I wish you could all see Matt's face right it's now. It's so sour. He's puckered. He's yes. Sour cherries. That sour cherry beer. Mosher cherries. That's like a uh, what's that candy that kids love with the super sour? Oh God. Flavors of cherry pie. There's cherry trees out in Mosher, out by um, just past Hood River. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I love this beer. I love this beer, and I think it's so it's beautiful. It's intense. That was a lot of flavor. It's a lot. It's yeah. good. I is mean, it cherry pie like to you, or just no. it's too sour to even be in that? It's zone? so sour. It is sour, sour cherry. Like you need this all a mode. What's this? <laughs> 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 yeah, like a root beer float, except with this. 
You know, beer floats are pretty awesome. I, I this I is maybe those. Oh, it says enjoyed between forty five and fifty degrees. We Fahrenheit. could put some ice cream in here. <laughs> I don't know if it cut down. It'd be like it could curdle <laughs> the milk in it or something. It'd turn it turns to cottage cheese. Ew. So what? Uh, what are your favorite uh, breweries and uh, or places to drink beer in? Um, places in drink Portland. Beer. I love Breakside. They now Where's have that? three locations. There's one in Northeast, Decom Triangle, tiny little brew pub. Then they opened a big one in the west side, um, northwest. And it's What's the place like that's like outdoor with a ton of picnic tables and like division or in southeast? Division. Like is it Apex? Apex. Yeah, yes. I think it's Apex. They that's cool awesome, bike parking. right? Yeah, that place yeah. is great. They only take cash. That annoys me sometimes. Hmm, did they? Yeah, I, I think, think they still so. only take cash, which is kind of a bummer. That's a little shady. But, you know. If you want to drink beer on a patio, I guess that's what you have to do. We don't have it seems that seems European, right? That place, Apex. <laughs> yeah, like it totally. seems there's umbrellas, basically and only outdoors, and it's yeah. like a beer garden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like yeah, for people coming to EXO, you're gonna be at EXO. I'm gonna be at EXO. So, uh, so like, um, is that the what's it at? Is that the thing by the Moda Center? But just like no real. What is by the Moda there's Center? There's nothing there, but like, what's in I guess super northeast. Oh, super yeah. northeast. Ecliptic. I mean, I know all the North Portland spots because I live in North Portland. Is that like St. Cerveza John's? is one of my favorite, favorite beer bars. It has a Midwest theme. Cerveza? Cerveza. Like the owner's Yes, not... but the owner's name Sarah, so oh. it just all ah, kind of comes funny. together. Um, it's, it's just Midwestern a great... Themed? Yeah, like Chex Mix oh. and... Um, it just has a good vibe. Like, I like it in there. Like uh, I haven't dusty softballers the... come in from Wisconsin every <laughs> night. Cheese curds. I haven't spent much time in the Midwest, so I like to imagine like this is how it is. Oh, you're just Man, not. Sour cherries. Okay, sour if you had cherry. to drink one of these beers, what would you choose? Um, if you had my to. My favorite is probably the Hefeweizen without the banana flavor. <laughs> I would send it back as like okay. partially turned. You might like American Hefeweizen. They yeah. usually have a little bit yeah, like toned light. down on the banana. Widmer. I've never smelled one. or tasted banana. God, that that Kolsch is terrible. That's your Budweiser. Yeah, the Hefeweizen. I mean, I always think of Hefeweizen in the summer, and I just, you know, I drink them. I love them. I don't enjoy them, but I drink them. <sighs> just, God, yeah. that sour. Sacrificing. I'm taste that sour Sacri- cherry for the next three weeks. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> um, any passing, <laughs> closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Uh, beer is a lovely beverage that I feel like it's an underdog, you know, compared to wine, where wine has this long history of like pairing it with food and serving it properly and paying lots of money for it. I feel like beer just deserves more respect. <laughs> so that's my that's my personal mission. Maybe if I drink more beer, more people will respect it. I don't know how that works, but. That's and what uh, I'm doing. like, um, God, I can't remember what. Well, like, what's a good? There's a million and one like Netflix documentaries about beer. Is there any ones you'd suggest? Oh like, gosh. I could have swore I've seen at least one about like there the must... fight over the the um, supermarket, like oh. um, locations and how much Budweiser pays for how many linear feet in every supermarket. I have in not seen this Netflix uh, special, oh, so but many. I should watch it. Yeah, Definitely, but, there's a lot going on with. Um, it was all about how hard it is to be an independent brewer in America, yeah, and how every state I mean, has its own happening. laws, and yeah. which is kind of amazing. I think Oregon's good. Over fifty percent of our beer drank in the state. Yeah, is people are very into independent local yeah. um, beers, but you know the big big breweries like AB, they're buying up the smaller ones, and so now consumers don't know who you know what are they drinking, who right. owns that brewery. 
Um, so there's a lot, <laughs> a lot going That's right, on the there. The fake labels, and it turns out it's well, Anheuser Busch. Well, there's like Ten Barrel like, here in Oregon. They're owned by AB. AB is the cool way to say Anheuser Busch. AB, yes. <laughs> So um, that's going to be happening more and more, you know, as because the craft beer market is growing. Yeah. And so they're these big companies are feeling threatened. So their solution is to buy them up, buy this them is, up. And like, this is Starbucks sense, buying right? Pete's exactly. and then them buying it is like any, coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's going to keep happening. It's it, inevitable. Are um, beer companies freaked out about legal marijuana? Uh, they are merely just adding it to their beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I have seen some labels. Right. That's happening. Are you supposed to get high off beer? I don't, I, I don't know. Just like no, it's like a relaxing, <laughs> mellow thing. Oh, CBD beer. Yeah, CBD beer. But no, aren't they, aren't they seriously? Wouldn't you think like Anheuser Bush would be freaked out about people, um, smoking a joint or eating an edible before a football game and not drinking? Oh, interesting. Not buying I hadn't Budweiser. thought about that. Like, Cause like you'll feel better afterwards. Their... You won't get. <laughs> you'll just feel terrible from i drinking. see all your biases coming <laughs> right into play <laughs> i thought they would like you know uphold the, dr- the war on drugs just to keep maybe they are drinking beer will you make that Nobody netflix documentary yeah. because i will watch that so how was the um the beer a year how did it go like it was super stressful did you just study all the time for a year yeah, but I tried to have some cool experiences. Like instead of just sitting and reading books and making flashcards, which I also did, I hung out at breweries, you know, figured out how commercial brewers make things. I made some homebrew. I went to Yakima for the hop harvest, which is in Washington, and it's kind of the center of hop growing in North America. And that was really cool, really fascinating to see I how it was they like harvest. Western, it's all around Salem. Like there's just miles. There's a ton in Oregon as well. Yakima is like, yeah, and highest that's where concentration. Like, and that's where like people like Sam Adams will get them from, right? Right. right. And There's so brewers from all over the world come to Yakima. To world? All over the world to choose their hops for the coming years. They're on contracts. Like a German beer wants our hops? Yes. What? Huh. Some of them. Some I guess they them. don't really have tons we of farmland. We want some of the you know hops from Europe as well. What so. about tariffs? <laughs> oh, let's not go into tariffs. <laughs> hops tariffs. So... Mm-hmm studying you drank did you ever like intern at a beer place to learn how to make Mm, beer no i just kind of volunteered and would show up and get in the way how hard i hung out uh, at ecliptic a lot they made me do some jobs you know like pulling the spent grains out of the (laughs) out of the kettle which is like the worst job you know they're like welcome lucy no it's heavy you have Uh, to just like you know a lot of brewing is very physical crossfit (laughs) (laughs) like just have a class roll (laughs) through at 6 30 in the morning like just pull people pull yeah and then people. you have to like bags of malt i mean it's a very physical job and i've talked to women brewers about that how do they make it work and um they ask for help is what they tell oh. me you do need some are there yeah. any like women brewed beers in the state yes yes i mean there are very few women brewers but that's changing slowly still when i look around portland i'm always like wow are there like college there programs very... like like beerology um, or whatever are... the hell that's called see vitriculture is pretty big in uc davis and some Oregon right there's like a fermentation science program at osu and then you can go to specific brewing schools like seabold and there's some in germany um i think there's one in chicago or you can just learn you know you can just like homebrew and then work your way in and i think that's getting harder to do but um I think everyone tried that five or ten years ago. <laughs> right. Remember when, their home, remember when their home brew <laughs> shops everywhere maybe 10, yes. 15 years ago? And then the people that kept doing it sort of like just bought a bar and grill and then tried to 
do these yes, giant tanks own. and make uh-huh. terrible, terrible beer, and then they and go then out terrible of food. Yeah. yeah, deep fried. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that we could add on to before we go? Um, sour beer. So I sour. just just drink more beer. No, thank you for drinking beer with me. I hope I this feel wasn't like too miserable nothing was bitter in, um, especially in Belgium. Like yeah. So like a lot of the Belgian styles are less bitter or there's ways to make balanced beers. You know, you live in the Pacific Northwest. This is a problem. People here love hops. Why do we have to love hops? And we have to stunt out like like um, like chocolate is over the top. Right. Like dark (laughs) chocolate is 60 percent cacao. Yeah. You know, I can't see light in this 80 (laughs) percent cacao. Like this stuff like tastes like the worst. It tastes like baking chocolate to me. It's so bitter. Yes. But like the whole cacao is getting up to 80, 90 percent. It's yeah, just, just like pushing it to the limit. And I don't know if people are even enjoying it anymore. If they're just like, oh, it's not painful. They want it to be painful. Yeah. That's how a lot of IPAs are, especially double IPAs. I don't really drink very many of those. I think. I and was, the, the IPA, the original design of the IPA, right, is a super hoppy beer that lasts for all the way around the horn of right, India. Right. But when you're drinking it. In the far east, it probably tastes like a decent beer it's like because it had, out a yeah, it had four months to mellow out. Uh, I think like, um, yeah, I don't know. You don't like bitter. That's, I don't know why. Like, okay. European beers just don't seem bitter when you're in Europe. They seem yeah. completely different. They seem creamy. They seem soft. They're magical. Let's just go to Europe. Why don't? I think yeah. Is I it was just, just in England recently. Where we have to like outdo each other and make it more yes. painful, more painful. I when I was in Belgium, I really felt like I gained this new perspective on American craft brewing, which is. You have to try to distinguish yourself by doing something really cool and really different and like bigger and louder. And, you know, it's like the American persona. Um, And in Europe, they're sort of like, it's cool. We're just going to make this good beer. It's subtle. We've done it forever. It's amazing. It goes with food. We don't need to be loud about it. Um, Yeah. So I think uh, that's just a thing. And I hear in every subject there is the like, yeah. You have to differentiate yourself from all the other people that are graduating this college. So figure out your angle and run with it. And like, that's your specialization. That's your brand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Thanks for taking the time and bringing all this beers. Thank you. This was so much fun. Like, uh, yeah, I liked one of them. Hey, one (laughs) out of three is not bad. The sour cherry, I cannot put down. It's disgusting, but I can't put it down. Oh, oh, I think we're making some progress here. It's like the Sour Patch Kids. I just want one more. I just want one more. Let's finish this bottle. Oh, that's a big bottle. <laughs> no, we're already like more than halfway through oh, it. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, thanks, Lucy, for taking all the time. Thank you. Yay. Cheers. Wait, glass clink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The theme music for the show is Samaritan by The Long Winters on the album Putting the Days to Bed, and that's courtesy of Barsook Records and John Roderick. This show is sponsored by Fireside.fm, uh, the best and easiest podcast host I've ever used. If you host podcasts, definitely check it out at Fireside.fm. Thanks. <laughs>